Hello everybody and welcome to Talking Fire. Today's date is January 22nd, 2013. This is episode 0, or the Proving Ground. Uh, I am your host JC, here to talk to you about my favorite soccer team, the Chicago Fire. I'll start by telling you a little bit about myself. I am a soccer fan who was born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, I know some of you now in Chicago are probably thinking, oh my gosh, he's in enemy territory, he's a Green Bay Packer fan, but that's American football. We're here to discuss soccer, or as the world calls it, football. I call it soccer. I was raised calling it soccer. The Chicago Fire is the, actually the Chicago Fire Soccer Club. They play in Major League Soccer, so I kind of, I just, I, I go with the flow. I'm an American. I call it soccer. If you want to call it football, email me, tweet at me, whatever, call it football. That's fine. I understand what you're saying, but I live in America. I'm going to call it soccer. What I'd like to do with this show is just use it as a way to express my fanaticism for the Chicago Fire. It's funny, people look at me weird up here when I mention that the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Fire are about equal on level. Just about equal. The only thing that gives the Green Bay Packers any amount more is there's a childhood growing up rooting for that team. And... and I can see the stadium from the bridge near my house. I mean, it's it's the culture around here. You're you're a Packer fan, so they went out slightly on that. But soccer, soccer's my passion. Soccer's what I played when I was young. I always lamented the fact that we did not have a professional soccer league when I was young. I took ridicule from several people that I was such a big soccer fan. And even when the league started in, in its infancy, I remember DC winning the first two MLS Cups. I remember Chicago coming into the league, and up until that point, I was a New England Revolution fan. But when Chicago came into the league, I said, they're geographically closest to me. That that's going to be my team. Because I, I maybe not now, but in a few years, I can drive down to Chicago, see a game, have that opportunity to get that real connection with the club. And I followed them through the means I had necessary, or the means I had available to me, I should say. The newspaper and the occasional sports center highlight when the games mattered MLS Cup and such so it's not like it was not back then it isn't like it was today now now today I I can I can get my um MLS live subscription see my games if games being played that isn't televised I can find the local feed somewhere on the internet it's a lot easier to follow a team in a sport that isn't the 
premier sport in the United States anymore. Or ever anymore. Make it sound like it was. It will be someday, I believe. But it hasn't been up until this point, and that's made it a hard sport to follow. Now the advent of the internet, cable television. Granted, cable television was wrong as a child, but we didn't have it as much, so or the appropriate channels. But either way, this is uh, this podcast is basically my thoughts and opinions on the team. What I like. I'm going to review games, talk about games. I'm going to talk about the roster. I'll talk about the players. Just basically an outlet for my passion for this team. Uh, in a way that I can get it out there to people that might actually care. Because I still get laughed at by people when I mention the Super Draft. Or the Supplemental Draft, which was today. Or that the preseason started, that the players reported. No one around this neck of the woods cares. All they care about is that the Packers got bounced by the 49ers from the playoffs. And that the Brewers might be starting soon. Other than that, there isn't, there isn't a lot in sports talk, local college stuff, but that's about it. So here is my outlet. My outlet, my conversation with soccer fans and fans of the Chicago Fire. I hope you guys will reach out to me through Twitter and the Chicago Fire Soccer Club community on Google+. Plus. Talk to me. Get involved in this podcast. It's as much for you as it is for me. Uh, it's a gathering of people that enjoy this sport and enjoy this team. So if I say something wrong, if I say something you don't agree with, feel free to correct me. Feel free to disagree with me. Just let's have a discussion. Let's enjoy this sport together. Let's debate like... Like I hear other fans of other sports do. Let's let's get on Google Plus. Let's let's get on Twitter. Let's let's get at it. Let's have some fun. Let's enjoy this thing. This club that we call Chicago Fire. So that's enough about me. <laughs> enough about what I want to do with this. We'll start here. And most shows we'll start with a game review. We'll look at the game that they just played. It's preseason. They just reported last Friday. There's been a couple of drafts. The international transfer window's opened. There isn't a game to report on, so there's some other stuff I'm going to talk about. We'll talk about the lineup. Uh, what I believe is the starting lineup. What I believe they might do as far as formation-wise. And uh, we'll kick that off at the goalkeeper position. Goalkeeping, obviously, since he's came in and taken MLS by storm, Sean Johnson. Number one, Chicago Fire. He's getting calls up to the national team. Apparently still in the mix for the number one job with the national team, which would, I don't know, Klinsman, Timmy Howard's been a rock back there. I don't know if you want to be going and putting a young guy in there. Uh, Tally Hall, Bill Hamid, and Sean Johnson all are all in this latest call up. If any one of those guys gets placed ahead of Howard, I really got to wonder how much uh, Klinsman wants this job because... It, it's great if it works. Really great if it works. If it works. If it doesn't work, you're... I don't know. You can hang yourself with that rope if you like. I, I, I'd stick with Howard for the time being, I believe. Um, not that I don't think Johnson could do it. I just think Howard is better suited 
and more more uh, blah 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 you know what maybe I'm making too much of this I read a headline <laughs> now that I'm actually thinking about it, this could be a thing where it's just the number one for this upcoming game so any one of those three guys obviously Hamid Johnson Tally Hall all very talented MLS goalkeepers any one of them could be the number one per se Tim Howard in that mix he's obviously the number one right experience everything tenure anyways but that's national team stuff I just had to get that off my chest um, now moving forward well let's let's take step back not get away from the goalie so quickly uh, Paulo Tornagi is Johnson's backup and we saw him in limited action last year I really really liked what I saw from him it seemed that there wasn't much of a drop-off um, his experience in Europe was you could see it in his play you could see that he came up from a youth um, camp in the European system I believe it was from Italy somewhere really solid goalkeeper I don't think we lost a beat when he filled in for Johnson last season now we're gonna step forward into the defense which is a mix of a young and also experienced defense uh, Jalilani Baba on the right I don't know if he's necessarily gonna be the starter but we'll get into that in a middle in a minute uh, Jil Jalil on the right third year uh, Ben solid but sometimes I wonder about his playmaking ability or not playmaking ability his his tactical choices on the field um, there are times where I believe he takes a risk that isn't necessarily calculated and it's a bit reckless and he really has to cover for it moving inside there one space to the left uh, Arn Friedrich Friedrich Arn Friedrich uh, German international great experience great leadership for the club was a really good thing they to bring him in last year when we lost Gibbs the knowledge of the game and the veteran presence was something that we desperately needed upon the loss of Gibbs so that opened the door for the left center back Austin Berry last year's MLS rookie of the year fantastic fantastic campaign by this kid His first season three goals uh, a game winner in there really really enjoyed watching this kid play play soccer fantastic fantastic attitude good hustle um, even when he did make a mistake just hustling back to get try and recover try and recover and try not to let the mistake mean anything um, really happy for Austin Berry for the rookie of the year really glad to see him uh, see him exercising that Atletico Madrid relationship the Chicago Fire and sending him overseas for training for two weeks him and Anibaba uh, 
It's really nice, really nice to see. Uh, on the left, Gonzalo Sagaris, the veteran, uh, had a little time off at the club and then came back. Solid as always. I really, there are a few complaints I have about Gonzalo. Um, not a ton that I can really negatively criticize him. The man's always right there on the ball uh, when it's coming down the wings. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really pretty happy with this defense as it sits. The the one change I'll make, and I'll get into the discussion here when we move up. We're going to move up into the midfield now. The midfield's a mess, and it's really just starting starting to take shape. The, the, the whole thing started when the Chicago Fire traded for Joel Impere from New York. They traded an international slot. Impere has a green card. He doesn't count against an international slot. We're all good. So we get Joel Impere, another midfielder. Then we get Jeff Lorenowitz from Colorado, another midfielder. In a trade, uh, cost us the number 11 draft pick, but we picked up their second round draft pick in the Super Draft, which was the 30th pick overall. So now we have Alvaro Fernandez, Logan Paws, Pavel Pardo, Patrick Nayarko. There is also Daniel Palladini in the mix. There is Dominic Oduro in the mix. And we have all these parts, and it's like, okay, we only have four positions in the midfield. And I started wondering if they were actually going to move to like a 3-5-2 formation. Something of those likes, with like pause and Pardo in the defensive positions, or even pause and Lorenowitz in the defensive positions with Limpera at the middle, the center attacking midfielder role. And then things started to come a bit clearer. Alvaro Fernandez might be loaned out to a club in Qatar or just given a transfer there. Uh, apparently that's still up in the air, so we're unsure of that, unsure what's going to happen there. More power to him if he, if he can get there and he, and he wants to do that. Go for it. Then we find out two days ago, Pavel Pardo is retiring this year. So now things are starting to make more sense. We need someone in the center. Next pause. Thing I wanna, thing I wanna kind of pitch here, and what I would, what I would do personally if I were Frank, is take pause the team captain. You gotta keep him on the field. Move him back and put Anibaba on the bench. So move him back to right back. No, oh, excuse me. Move pause to right back. Then you put Lorenowitz and Limper in the central midfield. And you have, well, if Fernando goes, or Fernandez goes, Alvaro Fernandez, we'll, we'll assume he's gone, just for the sake of it. You put Lorenowitz and Limper in the central uh, with Lorenzo playing a more withdrawn defensive role, and Limper being more of a box-to-box -box midfielder, getting involved in that attack and uh, playing the way he likes to. Then you have Oduro on the right and Nayarko on the left, 
there could be some real dynamic attacking done with that formation, I believe. And I'd, I'd really like to see that. Not necessarily a diamond formation, but have Lorenowitz be committed to the defensive side of it and allow Limper to kind of float forward and back where he sees fit. So, let me know what you think about that. If you disagree with me, disagree with me. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll get Twitter account is at TalkingFire97. Uh, send me a personal message there if you want. Or call me out in public if you want. If you can do it on 140 characters, call me a nut. Go ahead, call me a nut. It'd be fantastic. Let's get a discussion going. What do you think? Uh, up next would be the forwards, which... I'm really looking forward to see how, uh, seeing how this group works next year, or this coming year, I should say, with both Shergill McDonald and Chris Rolfe in camp together. I really think we're going to see a, a breakout year from this team. I mean, last year was really good, making the playoffs, finishing fourth in conference, although we collapsed at the end of the season, which was rather disappointing. But it took a while to get their feet under him. It took a took McDonald a bit to get going. So I think having a full season of training camp, a full training camp to work together, build on what they learned about each other last year, and the addition of Mike on Santos, I really think these forwards this forward group could be something real special. Uh, yeah. So I look for the fire to go a 4-4, more a 4-4-2 with a diamond-style formation, even if it isn't a true diamond. But like I said, it's on the defense, Limpera, box-to-box, moving all the way up the field if he needs to. And a bit more dynamic this year. So... Hopefully we can get some good distribution from Laurentowitz and do their thing, score some goals, win some games. Let me know what you think. 4-4-2? You think it's going to be a flat 4-4-2 in the middle? Flat 4 in the middle or a diamond 4? Or do you think the two are going to be flat up top or are they going to stay with a 4-4-1-1? What do you think? Let me know. Uh, at TalkingFire97 on Twitter. So... The next segment of the show is going to be the Where We Stand segment. And I'm going to look at the standings. I'm going to look at any news uh, for the Chicago Fire over the week. And this week I've discussed a lot of this already, but actually today was the MLS Supplemental Draft in which the Chicago Fire got three more Players, two defenders and a goalkeeper. Uh, defender John Gallagher, who is from Penn State University. Uh, goalkeeper James Belshaw from Duke, and Caleb Konstansky. 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 Yes. And Caleb was one of the captains of the national championship Indiana Hoosiers. So. Hopefully they can bring some depth to the defense and to the goalkeeping position and push those guys into being 
better players than they already are. Also looking forward, uh, February 16th through the 23rd is the Carolina Cup Challenge. This year is Houston, Vancouver, Chicago, and of course it's hosted by the Charleston Battery. Uh, some good preseason soccer going there. Be fantastic. Can't wait. Hopefully, I can find a stream of some of those games again, like we did last year. Remember Brendan Hannon's impossible, improbable call on Julia Lani Bobby's. Or was that two years ago? That was two years ago already, wasn't that? Because he was a rookie at the time, I thought. Uh, let me know. I'll, or I'll look it up. I'll look it up later. <laughs> but next, next up for the Chicago Fire. Uh, what normally ends their Ave Maria stay in Florida is the game against the Florida Gulf Coast University. Kind of become a bit of a tradition. I see this team name and I go, oh yeah, hey, I got a game against them again. So, we get our first look at the fire, see what they're thinking, what Frank's thinking for formation-wise, see where he's playing some of these guys, and get a good idea. Uh, how the fire are going to step out this season in that first game against the LA Galaxy. But I have a lot more to say now this week. Uh, a lot more coming next week. I thank you for your ears. I thank you for, for your attention. Again, if you want to help me make this a better show, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up at the Google Plus Chicago Fire Soccer Club community. Um, we'll, we'll start some good conversation and show our passion for our team. Alright, I've been JC, still am JC, I am your host, we'll see you next time.